This is a fucking shit show. This is an absolute shit show. Yes, uh, how are you doing, YouTube producers? Hey, are you producing shows or reproducing babies? Now that is a boss. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Shit Show. We're here today. We're doing it. And this is a segment that we've introduced that we've been extremely intermittent about. Mm. And that's 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 The Shit Show. Yeah. I have nothing else to say about it, really. No. Yeah. It's very, very intermittent. Mm-hmm. Very. You don't know when it's coming. No. But when it does... Something's happening. It's, yeah. It is happening. Mm-hmm. It is happening. So, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot to talk about. Yep. There's a lot that can be spoken about. A lot of things. We have a few specific topics, too, and we're going we're gonna to pull those up. We're not going to do it right away. Mm-hmm. We have a few individuals who sent in some fantastic videos mm. for us to break down. Some great questions. Um, I got some great questions in the DMs, too. Ooh. And I appreciate those people. Um, please send in a video for the next shit show. Just send me a direct message on any platform, and we can feature up there. So that's what we're doing today, and we're just going diving, baby. The f- okay, so because th- this is the farthest back, okay, is this telescope shit, and you're pulling up this picture yeah. of this Im- of this image that we can throw it up, but we will. I didn't really understand the magnitude of what is going on and these you know how you were looking at the picture and I was mm-hmm. looking at the picture but I'm like what's going I've seen a picture of the stars before yes but there's a specific significance and what we're referring to is the James Webb telescope fo- uh, updated or new photos yeah and these things are like what I'm saying is I didn't realize the magnitude of of, of the photo and you could go into it more than I can but yeah uh, I mean the magnitude of the photo is less about the actual photo because like Hubble was able to take really good pictures for a really long time Um, but the James Webb telescope takes significantly better (laughs) pictures like there's a there's a picture that I don't feel like searching for it right now Um, maybe we could throw it on here of um, I think it was um, I think it's a nebula or something that it has a picture of and it's from they have a side by side of Hubble versus the James Webb's telescope (sighs) It's, it's night and day. Yeah, it's night and day difference. Um, and it's actually really interesting. I learned um, from a different video I was watching that the nebula that's in the picture, that if there was, if the light was, because it's so far away, but if the light was brighter, we would actually see it as almost the same size as the moon in the sky. But the light's just so far away that it's so dim to us with our naked eye and the ozone and then all that shit. We actually can't see it from earth but that is the magnitude of the brightness of this is that you would see it you're saying unless but we can't because of the ozone and things like yeah that. and our eyes but that's how bright that's that's the point is that it is that bright yeah and it's that big too like uh. that the the nebula is i'm pretty sure I, I mean don't quote me but millions of light years across mm-hmm. millions maybe not no i don't think it's millions yeah but who it's knows far light. it's very it's very big it's very who knows big light across. years these days you know yeah light years crazy we're gonna be you light years are gonna be a standard unit of measurement and i mean the foreseeable not for but kind of foreseeable future i mean technically light already is light is well light yeah constant it's true and that is the standard but i'm saying once you can go interdimensional or intergalactical with your travel 
that's what things are measured by. Like, oh yeah, oh it's gonna be uh, 14 million light years. Yeah, all right, that'll take about three days. You know, by craft or what? You know, and there's gonna be these different. I mean, maybe that's always the mm. visual of the future is these crafts and these and like we're just interdimensional and everything. Yeah. But in society, in reality, at least right now. That's an Elon thing and a Bezos thing and stuff like that, great. But it's not this massive, uh, all-encompassing... It's not like everybody... move. I think they pictured the future of moving mm. in that direction, but you can't just do that. You need the people to also, you also understand. The, yeah, you also need the technology to do it, too. Yes, Because yes, yes. nothing... People that wanted has... cars, is what I'm saying. Like, people oh, wanted... Oh, yeah, I see what you're cars saying. Cars revolutionized. People needed and wanted them because it was so much better. Yeah. But the... What we can do outside of this atmosphere right now isn't better for the average person. So the average person needs to get along with the idea, but yeah. it's so such a far shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, and you were talking about like, you know, about that. I think in the future, I'm talking way in the future when maybe the technology to move at close to the speed of light happens and to be able to travel like as people on ships or whatever um at that time there the the uh the idea the perception of time is going to be so different than how we view it today like right now you and i think in probably about minutes or hours like we usually don't think in seconds we usually don't think in years unless we're talking about the past we don't really look too far ahead of us but we think in present time, we think about, hey, that was 10 minutes ago or uh, in 10 minutes, I got to leave and go get milk or the groceries or whatever, you know? Exactly. Uh, or we talk about it in hours, right? Hey, at three o'clock, I have a meeting. I, you know, this, I got to do that time. Um, people in, in the future, I just, I, f- because I think that there is going to be, hopefully, maybe, I don't know, the technology to move at such insane speeds and to do so crazy things that a light year is going to look like nothing right and if that's true then it's if a light year looks like nothing (laughs) then you can move as far as you want almost as fast as you want so time doesn't really matter anymore you know like for us time matters because if we hop in our car oh it takes me an hour to get to this point at least small time won't matter anymore Small time is not going to matter. No. Because we're going to have so much time to be doing other things. Oh, yes, because you'll be able to be anywhere basically at any time. Anywhere at any time. Yes. And, and that means – and also at the same time, our lives are going to become so simplified that, you know, AI is going to be doing so much more for us. You know, the, that we're going to have so much just time basically doing nothing. Yeah. Like think about it. You know, if you can, if you can go to the moon – in three seconds you know you just be there time doesn't matter it takes you months to get to the moon from earth in a you know spaceship yes. but in the future it's gonna be crazy you know you can just be, be there and there's gonna be a space station and all this you know like down the road if earth makes it that far mm. which might not well that's if people make it that far too, yeah. if the earth will be here if people yeah. make it that far yeah we are such a crazy species no um, that that's the main difference between us and chimps, as close as we are, in terms of genetics. Mm. The main difference is that we can function as a global community, and that is the craziest thing about the difference between humans and any other species is that we function as a hive mind, 
and you can argue that definition of hive mind, but I'm using it to make the example. Yeah. But it's 100% true that when there's only one tribe, arguably one tribe left that doesn't contact have contact with the rest of humanity, we are a global species. Yeah. And no other species have it's not that we are everywhere because we are, that's a fact, but we communicate everywhere yeah. and what our now. technology exactly what our technology it hasn't made us smarter it hasn't tried to make us smarter it hasn't really tried to make us live longer mm-hmm. it's just tried to make us communicate more and it's tried to make us the the acceleration of technology has been almost primarily and completely focused on communicating mm. more efficiently and faster that has been the thing and now what does that yield money is faster right because money's digital now Mm -hmm. and all of these things are now so quick but that's the thing that differentiates us so much is the fact that we are such a global uh, communication species yeah um i agree with you i think that you're you're absolutely right communication um it's just gotten so easy like it's gotten so easy to be able to access and communicate with people all over this globe, right? Um, But I think that in that development, advancement of, like, technology, communication definitely was a big, big benefit. But survival, I think, is definitely another big one. Like, I know you said that we really aren't living longer, and I think that's relative. Oh, we are living longer. It's just the technology is not focused on living longer. We are living longer as a species, but the technology is not focused primarily on that. Only, only it's focused on solving. uh, It's focused on solving problems while life is existing Mm. that may or may not kill you. But it's focused on solving those problems, not focused on the full longevity. See, and I again, I agree. But at the same time, like if you go back past, I don't know, say forty years. Mm. Yet 40, 45 years, which is nothing in terms of time, especially human time, like existence, you know, how long humans have been on the earth. 45, 50 years is nothing. Um, and if you go back just that far and further, it was less about communication. It was more about survival. Mm-hmm. It was more about adapting to uh, learning about new medicines and technology to make, you know, cure you know the the spanish flu at the time you know 1918 that happens you know you have um polio then you have you know all these different you know things that are happening and it's all the technology people are conjoining together to make that happen um it's i think the communication part is a byproduct of it but i don't think it's the focus of it at least it wasn't you know for a very long time that's true it's yeah kind of the it kind of almost is now it is now, right? And again, yeah. now is very, very yeah, short. You're right because we were trying to just make shit like the cotton gin, the cotton mill, and things like that. It's like we were just trying to make the things we were making faster and easier and better. Yeah, right. We weren't was, trying to communicate across the globe. I mean, we were with the uh, what's the original one? The uh, the clicks, the thing with the taps. Oh, uh, Morse code. Morse code. Yeah, yeah, that was the first uh, communication that was long distance, right? So there was exa- well, yeah. I guess that's it. I mean, technology does not ex- expand in the same areas. Yeah, it's expanding in all different areas. There's yeah, just it some is. of them that are that 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 help us out more than others. You know. Yeah, and I think definitely communication is like I said, it's a byproduct. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, yeah. Morse code gets developed, right? The telegram gets developed, uh, but before that, 
letters. It was all postage, you know, and that postage could take months to get to the place that you were trying to send it to if you were across the globe from somebody. If you have relatives that live in, you know, Spain, that it's got a that letter has to be put into a bag that gets carried onto a boat. That boat has a departing, you know, time when everybody gets all their goods and all their stuff. That's probably going to be traded, but there is some postage stuff being sent and has to go and sail across the ocean. And that takes months. That takes a long fucking time. Then when it gets there, everything has to be unloaded. So, like, you're looking at, like, hey, I want to say, like, happy birthday to you. People didn't do that, you know? Like, I don't think people were like, happy birthday. It was like, the past three years have been fucking crazy. Well, like, I lost a leg in the war we or know some how shit, birthday, you know? We know how the birthday shit happened. Yeah, there's true. only one. There's only one website. Facebook. That made that birthday shit go down. Facebook. Guess what you don't have to do. Guess what you don't have to do is wish me happy birthday on Facebook. You don't have to do that. No. Don't feel any obligation to. Just, it's all good. <laughs> I just, I'm good. Like, I can't even respond to it, and I can, but then I'm a dick if I don't, and it's um, a whole thing. I want to show you this video. Um, That's a good question, too, Trent, is are you a dick if you don't respond to these people on your birthday? That's already a no. <laughs> You're not a dick. We've no. We've came to the conclusions. What's going on here? Um, YouTube Premium. So if you... I'm waiting for this. Um... Two things. Uh, well, one thing. Health span versus lifespan, just on that topic. Different things. So hmm. in your own spare time, look up the definitions. But you really want to stay. You want to be healthy. You want to maintain a level of health. Like like the worst thing you can do is po- possibly do is, is your health. The worst possible thing that can happen to you is your health is deteriorating. Hmm. You know. What was it? Health what? Span. Health span. Oh, span. For, uh, versus what? Lifespan. And I don't know if it's going to come up like this, but we'll that's see. fine. Uh, we will get back to that. Here we go. Oh, yep. Yeah, because no. I, w- I do want to show you this video so we don't yes. forget about it. Yes. Um, we, we are moving. We're ripping. We are ripping the okay. pot. So you were talking about how chimps and everything like this. So, well, this is the the video that shows uh, chimpanzees' memory. So they've been trained to remember the order of things. So they touch screen. You'll see it. T- they touch a screen um, where the the screen is basically um, it's got numbers on it so they touch it all in order uh-huh. right or it, it, I'm back up it flashes so they'll see it for a very short period of time yeah and it's numbered so they have to tap it in that specific order or they get it wrong they you, you'll watch and uh-huh. see it but they get rewarded if they get it right so yeah. let's just watch it real quick so you can see what it looks like let's go and this is part of um, it's called uh, cognitive trade off theory so basically it was it's hypothesized that when we started to evolve from chimps that the chimps that came down out of the trees that became humans eventually um, they began to not need extreme short term memory as much but the chimps that stayed in the trees that stayed in the forest in the they did because it became it's uh, a part of their adaptation or not adaptation but part of their survival skill is short short term memory because if there's a you know thing in the the bush you need to know that there's a thing in the bush and fucking get out of there because you're going to die but when we came off of the trees and into the plains we needed that less and less and less so now our memories short term are not nearly as good as they are long term so we have really good long term memory right now but we don't have as good short term memory and this is the this is a video of it so you can just see what it's like so, this so as soon as he presses one, it's gone. But you see so how fast So there's a chimp, um, and the chimp is seeing 
multi, a bunch of numbers on the screen, and the chimp has to touch the numbers in the correct order, and then the chimp gets rewarded. So it's the human. So they're showing the human figuring it out versus the chimp figuring it out. And this chimp is freaking ripping, dude. Ripping. This thing has no issue. Nope. And is fast as hell. Yep. And that's the thing with them. They are extremely intelligent. But they don't have this communal thing. That's right. the difference with them is that right. they're so intelligent. Right. We but they can't expand because that's why we expanded is because we expanded because we collaborated yeah. with other humans we, and broke down some of our tribalism. Right. Well, we, we developed language. Yeah. We needed language to survive. In the language. Right. Yeah. Our, our species became language and uh, you know, communication. It's crazy that I can't. Can you still not talk of something through and then just hand it to the other? So can you not right now talk something into your phone and then it just you hand it to the other person and it plays it through for a translate in a translated language? So yes, you can do that. Um, and you just basically go to Google Translate. You give it a Google. Yep, you go to Google Translate, which there's an app for it, and uh, so most people should have this on their phone because it's extremely useful um so yes so you can do it as you type things in and it pops up um so like you can type in something in spanish and then get it in english or vice versa but there is a feature that is either camera so you can look at a thing boop, and it'll translate it into whatever that language that you need it in from what it's in or you can do conversation so uh-huh. if you only knew how to speak spanish and i only knew how to speak english I would speak English, and it would speak it to you in Spanish, and then when you spoke it in Spanish, it would speak it to me in English. Huh. And it's just a button you hit there. See? Huh, that's amazing, man. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. I knew there was cool. something going and on. And it's extremely accurate. That. So this is me going to uh, Italian here, and you can see that it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty fucking good. All right, so for people listening, watching, we cannot have the air conditioning on during... Just so you know what these guests go through. It's like, with us, we're kind of used to it, but, like, dude, the guests go through the shit, and none of them care, dude. No. None of them even blame... Like, no, it's, dude, they wear jackets. It's They're crazy people. Yeah, and to put it into, like, some type of perspective, it's still 90 degrees out right now. Yeah. And you can see... Yeah. Look at my fucking face. Yeah. We're a little... I'm wet. We're getting a little heated. You know what it's time for? Oh, what is it? Let's go, vid time. All right. Video number one, baby. I told you, we're submitting videos to the podcast. Not we, as in me, because I'm not going to submit videos to my own podcast. But I would if nobody submitted a video. So (laughs) thank you to everybody who submitted videos because I would have submitted my own video from my own podcast. (laughs) All right, let's go over to it. All right. Uh, Do we want to intro the video at all, or we just want to just play it? Trent? Let's just play it. Let's just play it. Let's run it. All right. All right, Trent and Sully, I ran into this gem at the gym. We have two questions for you guys. My question is, Sully, do you think that Andrew Tate's business model with his marketing is genius or fraud or a great multi-marketing scheme? Before we get into the next one. um, Yeah. No, leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. I did an Andrew Tate. I did an Andrew Tate deep dive, and I look almost as much of a douchebag right now as Andrew Tate. No. But (laughs) he takes the cake, the douchebag of the internet. All right, so I'm going to lay down a few facts to start this up. Andrew Tate, kickboxer. Can you confirm that? Just look that up. Um, I believe 
unless it's a different Andrew Tate, I believe he's a kickboxer. Yeah. Um, he's the type of guy that looks like you can't fight, who can probably kill you. Where it's like this guy would probably, but he wouldn't. Like he's not the type of guy to like probably fight people in the street or something like that. But if you didn't like this guy, and you were like, oh, I'm gonna take a man at a bar, he would probably murder you. But you would want him to not be able to fight. Yeah, um, dude's kind of yoked. Is he a kickboxer? Is what I'm trying to figure uh, out. Yes, he is. A yeah, kickboxer. dude, because he's freaking jacked to the goddamn gills. Can we give it to the guy? Yeah, totally. So he's jacked to the gills. Um, he's a kickboxer, a professional kickboxer, and he has a lot of business ventures. Recently, he's become the sensation of the internet. Andrew Tate is Googled, has been Googled more times than Donald Trump and all these other figures, and seemingly without his own profiles. And so this is the strategy. This is the Andrew Tate strategy. Three stages, okay? From what I understand, this is for all from what he said, but don't quote me, I might not be getting perfectly correct. So first strategy is get known. You know, get rich, he already did that, yep. then get known. So mm-hmm. that's number one. Yeah, be How, famous. Step one, be famous. Step one, be famous. <clears throat> How do you do that? What you do is you don't have your own. This is what he does. He doesn't have his own accounts. And he has some kind of strategy to get on podcasts. And like it's a, you know, he was on your mom's house. He was, I yep. just watched him on full send. He's, it's, it's this multimedia strategy. Wait, can I, can I add? So he was actually on um, your mom's house as originally as just a clip he posted a video about i don't know talking about how like women are supposed to be like you know this or like that or whatever and that's like right up ymh alley you know to find like crazy guy talking about yes. shit so they played him as a clip originally and then they found another one and played that too and then got in contact with him and had him on the podcast so it started originally just as a clip those clips were designed to get because his thing this is his whole thing they're not designed they're actually not designed how this is actually how amazing this is yeah and and by the way i will give you all the downsides of this guy okay i just got to paint the full picture okay yep he he you sit him in front of this is what he said you sit me in front of a camera and give me half a topic i'll go for 12 hours mm-hmm. that's his style mm-hmm. he does not need to plan content he does not plan this Andrew Tate just sits down and just spits this shit. Gets on podcasts, spits that shit. This is what he lives, dude. I'm not actually, I don't think he's living a lie. I don't think he's not living what he's saying. I I fully think, and it's not what he lives, dude. Mm. It's the way he portrays how he lives. That might be pumped up. I'm saying the way he lives when he says, I got these girls and this is how I treat them. I believe that 100%. I believe those are his views on women. I totally do. I don't think that that is a, he's playing a part there. I really don't think he is. Um, And so I think that's who he is. And you really have to like watch and and or listen to these podcasts to really get the feel. He comes off as the biggest douchebag you've ever seen in your life. In your life. And you want, like I said, you want to fight this guy at a bar and win, but then he's a, it's like he's done all the things to be a professional douchebag. Yep. And that's his fucking thing. Like, I'm not knocking it. Like, no, that's a business all. model, okay? Right. It wor- and it fucking works, obviously. And it works, obviously. So... First, I'll touch on the women. He has interesting views on Don't women. Don't touch on the women. Sorry. Whoa, hey! Now we'll get our consent, boys. <laughs> Guys, you know what you have to do. Come on, we're not out here doing that. We're not out here, out here taking them. No. We're not out here taking them. 
We're dating him. We're not dating him, baby. <laughs> we're dating him. We are not dating him. Not Andrew dating him. Um, so first on the <laughs> first on the topic of women and there Andrew you go. Tate. <laughs> first on the topic of women and Andrew Tate. Um, you know he's got his views, man. He this is why this is where a lot of this comes from. He started one of his businesses. He owed somebody a lot of money. Okay, and his business. What he said to his friend. He said, "Listen, I need fifty grand. I owe these guys money. I'm gonna lock myself." in my room until I figure out a way to get that money. He does a few different things. They're not working. This is before this dropshipping and Amazon FBA and all this shit, right? Even before people were trading stocks like they are now. And he's trying to figure it out. And he sees an ad for live cam girls. And so he calls up his girls from the city, from each city. He's like a few girls, five girls, right? From the cities because he was a kickboxer. Right. And he would go to that city, fuck these girls. And then he would go to the next city or whatever. Yep. So he calls them. One offered to loan him money. He didn't. It was it was not enough money, and he invites all five of them. Tells them all the same story. Invites them all to his house. You're gonna make a million dollars. This is a this is a business opportunity of a lifetime. You get to come live with me. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty great. Three of them leave. Two of them stay. <laughs> Those two were the foundation of his business. Which was, he is the guy typing, the girl on the camera, this is a cam girl, you know right. what I'm talking about, especially, I mean, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's type, he, she, they would type a fake keyboard, mm-hmm. and he would be out there, and the reason why he types the stuff is because they had no idea what to say. Yeah, right. And I'm going to leave that. He just goes, think like a guy. <laughs> okay, yep. easy, boom, done, there you go. He knew how to get these guys, because guys have game. Yeah. Girls don't need game as much. They have their own version of it's it. It's different. But it's different. Yeah. And I'm not Andrew Tate, and I'm not going to go off on that, how <laughs> girls have no game at all. It's like, no, no, no. There's females that know how to get guys, dude. And those exist. And that's their thing. Everybody's got their thing. But mm-hmm. ultimately, it's he, for the context, okay, for the context of the business it made much more sense for him. And then he trained these people to type on there. He trained them to type. Wow. And that was his business. So, and it, what Miller is saying on this video, can we run it back? Let's see what yeah, Miller yeah, says yeah, one we'll time. I think he says the business model, something about the business model. Yeah. All right, Trent and Sully, I ran into this gem at the gym. We have two questions for you guys. <laughs> My question is, Sully, do you think that Andrew Tate's business model with his marketing is genius or fraud or a great multi-marketing scheme? Okay. So the only thing I can speak on here is the... I can speak on two things, but one more specifically. The Hustlers. Um, look up... Check out Andrew Tate Hustlers. I think it's... I, it'll come up if you... Andrew Tate Hustlers. Um, or Hustle University. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, so, yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, he, yes. he like runs... So one of his businesses is called Hustle University. So what he's doing, this is what he's doing, okay? And this is exactly what you would think that this is, right? Yeah. And, okay, let me just read off the text here. Miller, we're getting to it, by the way, buddy. I'm, I'm getting there. Welcome to Hustlers University 2.0, a community where me, me, Andrew Tate, and dozens of war room soldiers will teach you exactly how to make money. Nice. Look, so, look at the, the first thing that comes up. Operator from Cobra Tate. How do you want to change your life? Cobra T. Should I message him? Cobra T. Yeah, I'm. De- oh, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm you gotta give me. Oh no, you can put my email. R S 
Well, we should probably not do that. <laughs> okay. Well, you could. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so Andrew Tate sells this. He sells this uh, Discord. He sells a compilation of Discord group chats with people in them who provide video content and video conferencing on 18 different methods to make money. Okay? What that translate to translates to is he calls these people professors. They're people who are sitting on here who work for him, who teach you how to drop ship on Amazon, how to give Jeff Bezos money. And it's like, dude, it's like this is not an entrepreneurship program. Yeah. This is you... And you teaching know, people you know how much fucking Amazon scams takes. on the internet, which are not scams, but it's like exactly, and that's why I'm I said that about the Amazon thing because you really are like, listen, if you kill it on Amazon FBA and you make all this money, kill it, do your yeah, thing, do yeah, your thing. But you don't. I hate to, I don't mean to jump in, but no. you really don't because Amazon takes thirty percent is their commission. Yeah, on. but it's not like there's people that there's people making money with this. That's you're you would be wrong to say that there's not. There's no, people no, making No, no, there millions. are people making there are people making money, but I'm saying for the way it's portrayed is like <laughs> I can, you know, yes. paint a little thing and put it on Dude, Amazon who and portrays make that? make money. Who portrays that? Right. The Andrew Tate. Yeah, sure. The people who are selling you on the course to learn the thing. Okay. And this is the thing. Do you know why this works? Why? You know why this works? Because it's 50 bucks. I know people who sold just the Amazon one for 10,000, motherfucker. I was on the goddamn Zoom calls. And they set you up at the Amazon store and do all that stuff. It's 10 grand buy-in, the whole John. The whole John, dude. And But he's selling. This is the business model. I'm not fucking around here. No, yeah. To sell all of this for $15, or 50, to sell all of this for $50, what he's doing is a genius business plan sure. because it seems like people are getting so much value. And you know the truth is if somebody made 50 bucks, it's already worth it to them. So that's, he realized that the low, why charge 8,000 for it? Then they're going to want to make 8,000 back. If I just do 50, they will do just enough work to get the 50, then be lazy enough to click off and that's it and he claims this is one of the biggest communities but I don't think I don't think he claims that about this one but he claims that about the war room he said the so that's war, his other business room. the hustlers university is 50 bucks the war room is five thousand dollars and I'm gonna speak on my opinion on these business models but I'm just explaining them now the other one five thousand dollars is your standard mastermind people sell these all the time you know, oh, mastermind. I just got tried to, you know, listen, I kind of probably would have joined this one, but I just, it didn't make sense for me, but it was two grand and it was a bunch of people who had seven and eight figure businesses, right? That you pay for access, okay? The war room, let me explain a little bit just because I got this on the top of my head because I just did my research on this yep, thing. Go for it. The war room is you start off, you pay your $5,000, but that doesn't get you everything. You have to work. They like make you do remedial tasks you have to build up. It's like the thing. Why am I guard? Why am I doing pulling weeds? It's all part of the experience, right? That's this war room thing, and you build up. And he said, "There's some of the most powerful people in the world on there." And I can't do his accent because it's a mix between like freaking Louisiana and the UK. Yeah, he he is. He's got a very unique accent. Yeah. But so that's the war. So the so he has two business models that I can touch on here, which is Hustlers University, which seems like a bunch of Discord chats and a few videos. Um, maybe it's a little bit more than that for fifty dollars a month. So the price is so cheap that you're going to buy it, and they don't care if you come back because what they do is they make it so you can never sign up again if you leave or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And 
then the war room is a, your standard mastermind that he's probably selling us something way better than it actually is because I've been in masterminds before and I know what they're about and I know people who sell them and I know a lot of people who sell them and didn't make a lot of money because they didn't have the pull that Andrew Tate has and a lot of the success of these new these side businesses that he does are just for money he doesn't give a fuck about them he doesn't show up in them that's not <laughs> yeah. his business you're not getting model. him <laughs> you're not getting him and that's his business model is he has all these other sources of income and this is just another source for him and it's getting you and I'm not saying you can't learn things in there there's probably a ton of valuable information but are you gonna sit there and sift through it and take all their advice and do the Amazon drop shipping are you or are you going to pay this 50 bucks, hope you're going to get rich quick, and then waste $50? And right. that seems like the business model to me. That's my opinion on this business model, is that it's kind of a waste of time thing. He, his, In his own words, if you're doing what you're passionate about, then you're not going to make money. Hmm. So you can infer from that what you will about the businesses that he has. And that's my opinion on the Andrew Tate business models. Boom! Insert ham horn here. And this is coming from a guy who has a podcast production company, so take, <laughs> take that as you will. <laughs> All right, we want to watch the rest of the video? Let's go. Let's see what Alex has to say. Let's go, Compta. And my question is, with the arrest of the officers who killed Breonna Taylor today, do you believe in police reform as a solution to the problems that ail this country. Yeah, there we go, shit talk. <laughs> Dude, I love you guys, man. Dude, this is not, I mean, I have an opinion on it, but. Like, no, no, go ahead, start it off, kick it off. Um, I have an opinion, I don't know, I have not looked into any of this Breonna Taylor, I can't speak on that. Yeah. I can speak on police reform a little bit. Talk on, talk on police my, reform because I think that what he's asking is less about the Breonna Taylor specific case. Yes, yes. And it's more about uh, the general viewpoint of police reform. My opinion is this. There's police reform that works and there's police reform that doesn't work. It's just, it's about what, what is making communities better at the end of the day, right? It's about results. Like, that's all police reform should be about is, is this police reform making the end user, the communities, is it improving them? Or is it not? Mm. And like, okay, are you doing police reform that completely dismantles the entire job of a cop? Well, that's somebody's job. Okay, let's look at them too, right? Let's look at the whole equation. Yeah. It's easy to say police reform as a term, sure. but it's difficult because it's so nuanced. Yeah. And the thing is, the fact of the matter is people are talking about this that don't know shit. And who doesn't know shit? Me. I don't know what cops go through. I'm not a cop. Right. I know cops. That's the farthest I'll go. So to say, oh, okay, police reform, you got to do it this way. It's like, okay, who are all the stakeholders in this, right? It's the police. It's the community. It's the people that are being arrested or not being arrested. It's the judiciary system. It's us making opinions like I, I don't know it's there's so much to it it seems to me so you can't it's like yeah I believe in police reform if there's such a if there's such a large problem that there needs to be something done but I think the issue is like a lot of people are like no we can't they want to like ab like the abolish the police seems to me to be a kind of a fringe a little bit of a fringe idea you know it's like yeah. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that right. um, because I think they serve a purpose. And the fact that you're going to send a community, you're going to send a uh, uh, what, what were they calling them? Uh, like a uh, not a community leader, but like 
what would be a step down? Not even a paramedic, like a, a community advisor or something like that. Yeah. Somebody who is, you know, providing services is the employee who's providing family services or something like that. You're going to send them into a situation with guns yeah. where, where the people, it's like you need gun, like the police need to be there because if there's guns there, then they have guns, right? Like that's just one example. You need to be prepared for your situations, right? So sure. the, if we eliminate the police, it's like they yeah. do a lot. I think it's less about overall. They do a lot. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I think um, it's less about being prepared. Actually, no, that is a big a big point because there's literally fucking you can look it up. Uh, there are police like um, districts, bureaus, whatever you want to call them, like where there's police you know officers uh, that have literally like tanks. It's like why do you have what like and they have like these crazy assault. It's like there's a limit I think to how much. Uh, Equipment needs to be <laughs> involved. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, like, it depends what you're using it for. That's the only problem is that it just depends. It's like if somebody, it's, uh, for, and this is such a friend, this is such a, you know, unique example, but that guy who built his massive bulldozer and just went through his town. Yeah. There's a documentary on this and I watched it. I forget what it's called, but mm-hmm. then you're going to need some serious vehicles to go against this and this never happens this yeah, literally happened but one then time. don't at that point you just rely on the military how fast are they I guess that's the thing it's it, 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 the thing is what are we protecting against and then how fast are we accepting we protect against it yeah so it's are we gonna protect against stuff that most likely 100% and 100% almost 100% certainty will not happen yeah or do we and that's kind of also that's what i'm saying this shit is not simple dude no it's not simple it's not simple at all we're not in agreement on what we're protecting against what we're not when we're doing it and how we're doing it i think i think my opinion on it is the biggest reform if you want to use that term um needs to be focused on a couple things it needs to be focused on police being continuously trained not just getting into, you know, going through the academy, doing all that, and then becoming a police officer. And, you know, okay, yeah, you spend a year, two years at a, a training barracks or whatever, and then you get into your job, and that's where you are or you work in. And, you know, I'm sure probably they'd go through training again. I'm not a cop. I've never been a cop. I'm not going to be a cop. Um, but, so I, don't, I can't speak on it personally, but this is just my general understanding of it, and I may be incorrect. I would love to be corrected. Send me a video. Um, Let's go. Yeah. But um, I think that there needs to be, and if there is training that happens, it needs to be better. And it needs to be um, consistent, s- consistent, socially aware of what is happening in the world at you know, not world or in the country in that township in the township that you work in specifically like there are cops that live in you know say wherever this you know Milford or whatever New Jersey right and then they go and they work in you know Newark and that's where their shift is so does it make sense to put that person there okay maybe they need bodies sure but that person isn't going through and living all the experiences that community is dealing with on a daily basis, whether that's good and or bad. You know, it's just not the same experience. You don't you're not a part of that community, really, you know, which is OK. I get it. Like you're again, you're, you're, you're need, serving it. Yeah, you're serving it. You're, you're not. Need, you need bodies. by definition. You're not part of it. Right. You're serving it. Sure. Wh- which is 
technically by de- definition too. The police's job is my, serve and protect. You know. Exactly. Well, that's true. That's true. So I'm wrong about that. It actually their job is to serve. Yeah. 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 And I guess the way that I'm thinking about serving it though isn't the way that police serve. I'm thinking of serving being like. I don't know. There's just something about living in a community that you don't, if you don't live, I don't know though, dude. I think that you don't really, I'm not sure if you have to live there because if you spend no. four days on. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Gonna, I'm not yeah. saying, oh, okay. I'm not okay. saying you have to live there. Yeah. I'm saying you need to be educated on what the people in that community that you're working in mm. daily life is like. Yeah, but they know that because that's what they do. They're in people's houses. They're doing domestic calls. Like, they're doing, you know, it's like they're doing it, right? Yeah, but if every time you go to a domestic call and the guy wants to knock you out or shoot you, don't you get a pretty skewed opinion of what that community's like? Well, that's just that, that's that community. Like, sure. and then you go two blocks away, it might be a different community. It, right, but you need to be, you mm. need to be, I but think, that's what I'm saying. They're in it, though. Like, they're seeing. No, I agree. If you're in it, you're seeing it. If I you're agree. a cop, and, and, and actually, this goes to a good point here, which is, um, or a topic, which is Camden. Yeah. And they've turned around and Camden's been, um, I think they did some reform. This is the thing. It's like, I don't really know about what they did. Right. Because you see people tell, oh, wow. Can't like it's, it's been turning yeah. around or, you know, I, I went to a, um, what was it? Yeah. I think a, a concert, a concert there. Yeah. And police on every single corner from, but it was because of the concert, right? Because they know that people are just walking around and stuff like that. Sure. So even that, that's nice to, I guess have, it feels weird. Yeah, when there's freaking cop, like it's just it's so it it is. Well, that's a good yeah. that's a good point right there. Mm-hmm. Does it feel better to have the cops there at the concert than to say they weren't there, dude? I did stuff in my past, so like but I'm fifty fifty on this, dude. Because does, I'm I'm like I love I know cops, yeah, and I'm friends with them, but my experience with cops was always trying to get away from cops. So it's like <laughs> yeah, so it's like dude, I see like fifty cops, I'm like. Probably not my spot, um, yeah. but it's like, but then I talk, I, I, but see the thing with me, dude, is like, I'll like talk to cops yeah, and just have conversations with them and then, and everything's great. Like mm-hmm. I've, every cop I've talked to, yeah. um, but, th- but this is actually, I was having a conversation with, uh, with my friend Jack about this and, uh, he's like, yeah, we have to kind of, you can have somebody who had no issue with a cop, yeah. black, white, Asian. Tino, doesn't matter who you are. You could have had no issues with cops. You could have good experience with cops, no matter your race, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you could have other people, no matter their race, have terrible experiences with cops over and over and over again. Sure. So your experience would would say, you got, like, what's going on? Like, this is not, I just have no evidence of this mm-hmm. in my personal life. Right. And then, so that's when we have to, and that's a lot of the cop, that's how this whole thing starts. Yep. You know, that's where it starts is with police brutality because people have and we see these absolutely terrible experience and like cops are just what the fuck are they doing, dude? It's just yeah. abuse of power and just insanity, insanity, yeah. like obvious abuse of power, and you know, in multiple circumstances, no matter. And I'm not pointing out at one because it's just there. You yeah. can point out a lot of them. Google one. So and you'll find it. there's an issue going on. Right. It's just we can't a blanket approach. Pro, I don't not. Think no, work. no, it's not. It's not, which, and that's why the conversation, um, the topic is challenging, you know, very, um, because uh, like you said, it's very, uh, it's very individual based, but at the same time, if I think, I mean, my blanket solution to almost anything <laughs> is education. The more you learn about something, the less 
issues you have with yeah. it, you know? You the more you know, knowledge is power. You know what I mean? It's like if you know, you're educated on something. Okay, hey, now I can go into this situation prepared. And that includes not with a gun, yes. not with not with a baton, but with the right way of knowing what maybe this person is going through. You know what I mean? Yep. Hey, I I recognize it. You know, that's a good fucking place to start, yeah. rather than you know just saying no, cops bad take them all out of you know reform them or you know abolish them or whatever I don't personally think that that is the answer I really don't um, I think that there is a massive problem uh, and again you can look up an example and you'll find one now is that all cops of course not like come on you know it's like is all are all people it would bad? be crazy to say that it would be crazy to say that yeah. yeah exactly there are people who say it yeah they say it on both it's sides just, it, the problem is there's Law of numbers. It's just obvious that it's not. Yeah, it's impossible. Like when 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 ninety nine percent of cops go home at the end of the day and they like just people. have average runabouts with human beings. Like right, that's just the facts. They're just people. That's just what's happening. If you really want to get kind of deep on it, then you kind of look at, you know, okay, if if you go to that person who says abolish the police, right? Yep. And, and by the way, Compta, we know you know this is not. I don't think no. this is what you're saying. No, this is probably not. But we, <laughs> but we went here. But we went here. Here we are. Yep. Um. You have to. Um. If you look at like the like I said, the people who say uh, abolish, you know, the police, and we don't need the police, and that all that. Okay. Sure. Sure. So then, what do laws mean? When things happen. Who do you call? Do you call somebody who is designated as the neighborhood watch? Okay, sure. But then don't they start to be, assume the role of a police type figure? That's that what I was is, talking about, by the way. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Or whoever right. it is. Yeah. Right. They have a term for these people. Why is it? I can't. Yeah, I mean, like, it's I mean, not neighborhood working. watch or. Uh, I, I know I know what you mean. I just can't think of the word either. Yes. Um, so I, I think that inherently. Social worker. A social worker. Yeah. That's what okay. some people were saying. Send in the social workers. That's insane. They don't have guns. No. <laughs> like, and they also are There's aren't, more like, guns than people in this country. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know. Yeah. And that's the gun topic. That's a whole thing. Yeah. But. We won't get into that right now, but we will eventually. We will eventually. And submit your question about guns. We will tackle it. Yes. Love this topic. Thank you, Compta. Yes. Thank you, Chris Miller. Amazing. Yes, thank Great you, Great questions, dude. Fantastic. Oh, I yeah. love it. Dude, I love it. I love yeah. having the open conversation about it. Absolutely. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. Listen, no, I'm going to clip this on Instagram, and then you're just going to see a clip, and I'm just going to be another guy making fucking clips. Yeah. And that's most of it, but it leads With to this. titties out. Dude, my titties <laughs> bopping right now. Sorry. All right. Sorry, guys. Let's, on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's run to the next one. My, by the way, Dan, I fucking love you, brother. Luke Miller. Luke Miller. All right, Bobcast. All right, shit show. I have a question because here's the deal. Nothing else matters in life. Does Lightning McQueen get car insurance or life insurance? And I have a very strong opinion about this. So if you're wrong, I will be sure to let you know. But uh, enjoy the shit show, boys. My guy. <laughs> That's my fucking guy, Luke Miller, right there, man. <laughs> um, Wow. I've never even heard opinions on this. No, so I haven't either. I don't know the general populace. Opinion. No, I, yeah, yeah. Let, let's just get that out there that whatever we're going to say, Trent, whether, I, whatever what side okay. we're on, we're sorry. All right. Well, let's <laughs> set, <laughs> because we don't know. Like, I've never I've never heard this this topic brought up 
So we're going to go into this. I've heard the topic, just not... No, I've never heard this topic brought uh, up about Lightning McQueen having life insurance or car insurance. I uh, no, I've heard it. Oh, I, le- I edit a life insurance too. Well, one life insurance podcast right now. I've done like 20. Like, I don't oh. do the editing, but they're one of our clients, so... Okay. So I've, I think I've heard it. Do you mind if I start this one off? Get fucking ready. So, here is my take on this. My opinion is that Lightning McQueen gets life insurance, not car insurance. Because in the cars world, there are no such thing as cars. They are all cars to themselves. They're just alive, which means that they're living, which means they need life insurance. Um, If they get into a bad wreck, you know, you can reference, uh, was it Doc, Doc Hudson, you know, the Hudson Thunder or whatever his name was or whatever. Um, you know, bad accident, gets fixed up, goes to this little town, you know, whatever. He's got life insurance. He's he's still alive, you know. He's still living in this. And if he, you know, I guess was to die or whatever, his engine blows, does he get a new engine or whatever? But I, I think it's life insurance, not car insurance, because they don't really understand cars because they are cars. So they don't have any other reference. They're not like, oh, like everything that is living in the car's, you know, cinematic universe, call it that. um, Everything that is alive is a car. So birds are cars. Uh, Cows are cars. You know, we've seen that in the movie. So it's not like you can say, oh, that's a cow car. It's that's a cow. That's a mater. You know, that's they're all living things but they're just shaped as cars do they don't ref, they don't in cars they don't refer to themselves as cars in the movie mm. that's a question I, there, I'm, that's a curious there might question. be I mean okay I'm, I'm also basing this just off of cars the first cars I haven't seen any other one so I don't know that's all I've seen is cars I've never okay. seen me too, me too. well but I disregard planes from this conversation too uh, I haven't seen but I think the same topic would have I mean I don't, I've never seen planes but I think the same topic would um or opinion would be valid in planes as well because I would think that they're all planes. I don't know if there's cars in planes. I could be wrong. Yeah, but that could be it. species. Yeah, so I, 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 where I'll set this is depends on the world you're talking about. If you're talking about this world or their world, let's focus on their world. It makes no sense to, to use this world, yeah. this world's examples on, on a movie. Yep. Um, and uh, so to do this, though, uh, not to take the boring route, but to do this, you have to define life insurance. Okay, so True. life insurance is the value of your life. Okay, mm-hmm. so they value, and this is called a whole. I think whole life value or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's a and, and I'm pulling this from my uh, hazy view of it from my clients, but um, <laughs> they va- they put a dollar, not a dollar amount, but they put a value on your life. I guess it is a dollar amount, but they put a value on your life, right? So that's the purpose of life insurance, right? Is the same same thing as car insurance or house insurance or rental insurance. It's it, you insure this thing. And when something happens to the thing, that's when the insurance kicks in. So with a car, it's not when the car dies completely, it's when the car something damages the body of the car or mm. something external damages the body uh of the car or the engine of the car something external damages it right life insurance isn't when you break your leg it's when you die right so and my life insurance guys could probably correct me here but 
Sorry, keep talking. Don't let me cut you off. No, I just, dude, your facial expression. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't not look. Wait, I just, I just, so, did a, I just did a quick Google search, and I said you gave it a goog. I did. Uh, Let's go. I said, does Lightning McQueen have car insurance? And it says, in the world of cars, there is no health insurance. There's no car insurance. It's all free. All the cars are taken care of. Medicare, Medicare for all. So that's <laughs> Luke. Luke has an answer to this, and it's definitely not that. I would think. I, I feel like he has you, an opinion on this. I guarantee <laughs> you, it so is not fucking that opinion. boring as fuck. <laughs> and Tret, who posted that? Did you see? Oh, GamerSpot or some shit. No, I think it was GameStop. Oh no, it's game, game spot. spot. Click on the let's go game ah. spot. Let's roast these motherfuckers. You <laughs> fucking pussies. Chew. Oh, this it? is from a fucking podcast, dude. This isn't real life. Oh. No, nope. fuck these guys, dude. I am not believing yeah. any of nope. this shit. Jump. These guys are random guys from a podcast. Here's the deal for people who are listening. We looked up the Does Lightning McQueen have car insurance? And these random people on a random website that turned out to be a random podcast said that there is no insurance in this world, and I don't believe. What is the Panther Post? Student news site. Dude, for everything's. It might as well be us idiots talking. Wait, but about it says dot org. Can I have? Is, well, is that, that making? I can. No, it doesn't. I can register. I have a dot org. <laughs> no, you guys don't have dot orgs. I have dot orgs. I have freaking dot orgs. Like freaking. Like there's no tomorrow, dude. Like I don't even have life insurance. That's how many dot orgs. I mean, we might have to go to Reddit. I'm banking on my dot orgs so hard that I don't even have life insurance. I actually have life. Do you have life insurance? Uh, maybe. Oh. Dude, you don't have life insurance. I got to get you hooked up. Could. Guys, um, you see how I'm selling this? <laughs> uh, it says, would Lightning McQueen get car insurance or life insurance? This is a Reddit thread. First one says, oh, car- oh karma care. Oh, karma care. That's got, that's damn good. I wish I yeah, came up with The that Affordable myself. Car Act. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's pretty good, dude. There's all, Reddit's always got a little, little juice. Yeah. So ultimately, um, apparently, I'm going life insurance. I'm sticking life. No, insurance. I'm going life. I went. I was going to life. Yeah, okay. for sure. Um, and and yeah, I don't think they need it. Well, they probably would need it. Do they have families in that movie? Yeah. Okay, so they they would need it. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, life insurance all the way. Yeah. I mean, car. Yeah, because the car. The real main reason here is because car insurance is life insurance to them because that's their life is right. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of one and the same. But for them, it would be life insurance because they're in no. But again, they, they don't know what cars are. But they're, they're the most cars. sophisticated species, and they have modified their yeah. environment, which yeah, yeah. would mean that they are the human the equivalent of humans in this world so which True. means that if their technology is advanced but think about the setting what year is that supposed to be that's the only thing was it's definitely life in- it's definitely uh modern okay so life insurance was probably invented you know I, i'd say i think i don't know when the first cars came out i could look it up but i'm not going to yeah but is it set in the time that it came out is it set in that definitely time? is yeah oh, because okay. i mean think of like the nascar like like look at what lightning uh, looks like yeah but yeah, he looks like a modern nascar L- let's look up what time period it's uh, it was supposed to be like yeah you're right he is a nascar god damn that would make sense see? There yep. See, yep. Yeah, it looks like a modern and there's all the you know cameras and stuff they have tv they have all these things okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. modern it's modern am i it's... like no nah, i just haven't seen it in too long that i wasn't even remembering that oh let's look wasn't even remembering that. All right, 2006 is when it came out. 2006. Fuck, I'm old. Not though, but it's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, it's probably set in that 2000, you know, early 2000s time time frame area thing. Okay. Well, life insurance. There it is. That's the answer, boss. On to the next one. On to the next one. All right, this is my man Dan. 
Freaking love you, bro. Let's go. Dan the man. Dan the man. Dan Dumman. Lace is out, Dan. Lace is out, Dan. Lace is out, baby. Let's rip. Hey, Sully, just a few quick questions about, like, working out, mobility. What are some good exercises to do to get more mobile in my ankles, hips, maybe shoulders? And another thing would be to, like, help prevent uh, shaking when I'm, like, benching or my arms and stuff. Sometimes I feel like my arms are going to give out before my chest muscles. Thank you. There you go. Okay, so, um, yeah, I'm not going to go to the ankles. Um, Anything, so, to start this off... Uh, anything ankles, feet, uh, uh, knees related, go to knees over toes guy, knees over toes guy on Instagram and everywhere else. Anything ankles or knees, just follow what he says. Actually do it. Actually do it. Then you'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe my knees are so strong (laughs) and my ankle. I'm telling you, but you have to do it. It's real work. It's not, this is not like a uh, one stretch and done. Yeah. Knees over toes guy, best knee and ankle uh, channel in the entire world. Um, What I can speak on personally is shoulders and hips. Um, My, I've one pretty, I got a bruised hip. And because uh, I fell off a quad, I was in a quadding accident, and I got a bruised hip, and I flew off the quad. Recently? Uh, no, a while ago, probably five years ago, something like that. Oh, okay. And I, for me personally, I'll, I'll back this up with the fact that um, I always rehab myself. Um, I don't f- recommend this for anybody. I don't go to doctors to rehab. I do it myself. This is what I've done for eight, seven, eight years, having a hip problem, a couple knee problems, um, and two bad shoulders. And I can com- I can do ninety percent. 90 to 95 percent of what i was able to do before i had any of these problems so and i have no pain that's me and so i don't use i love i go to the doctor i go to the dentist i do all that stuff but for my own body i rehab myself and i this is what i've been doing and i might not be safe and i'm not a doctor nor am i giving any advice in this podcast so what you're going to want to (laughs) do So here's the thing. Listen to everything that he's saying, but listen to absolutely nothing that he's saying at the same so time. So what you're going to want to do for shoulders. <laughs> so um, I'll start with, um, I was on hips, so I was down hips. So I got an aquatic accident, and then I really wanted to figure out how to maintain this and how to keep my hips loose, just loose enough. Perfect. So what I, I have one stretch. The problem is, Dan, is I cannot tell you the stretch because I don't know what it's called and nor can I do it on camera. So I'm going to send you like a video of this. Um, but there's a specific yoga stretch. I'll try to have it in the uh, show notes as well. If I can find it, I have not been able to find it. I've been looking. Mm. I can't find what the name of the stretch is because I used to follow a guy. So this is my solution to everything. Just so you know, my solution to everything, if I can't find a solution to the pain or to what's going on in my body is yoga. I go to yoga and I find stretches that work and normally that works. There's been one stretch I've been doing ever since I did yoga. I don't do yoga daily. I stretch every day and there's been one stretch I've been doing. I just don't know the name of it, but I will explain it in the best way that I can. I'll be quick with it so it's not too bad. You lay down on your stomach, okay? Put your hands out like a T. So in this case, put your left hand out. Start with your left hand. So laying down on your stomach on the ground, your right hand is to your side, your left hand is out like you were going to make a T, but instead of two hands making a T, it's just your left. So, then, so it's an L. Then you take your right <laughs> leg and cross it over your entire body to move your leg over your body towards your left hand. Okay? And you do that same exact stretch for the other side. So once again, laying down, in this case, my right hand is formed like an L, my left hand is to this my side and my left leg is moving over my body remember because my stomach's on the floor moving over my body 
to the to reach almost reach my right hand and you're not trying to get your leg to reach your hand it's just moving over to that side of my body so that's my description of the stretch i need to find the name of it so you can see yoga people doing this and maybe i'll even record a video of it if i'm feeling ambitious um so that's the stretch that i do that helps me for all of my hip pain and all of my back pain i have no hip pain and no back pain because just because of this stretch 100 percent because I, if I work out, I normally have no pain. If I just work out consistently every day, typically wow. no pain, but I'm in, I'm probably cause I'm inflamed all the time. <laughs> yeah. I guess I wonder why, but if I stop working out, I will have so much pain. Really? Not to the point where it's debilitating, but I will have soreness. I will not soreness. I will have my, I will feel my bones begin to hurt. Like I'll begin mm. to, it'll hurt. Yeah. Like when your back hurts and then you crack it and you're like, oh, nice. Yeah. Like that type of pain I will have kind of chronically if I don't work out. Shit. So my okay. solution is, number one, working out yeah. six days a week, five days a week. Can't be less than five. If if you're not working out, run. If you're not working out or running, take a rest day and then just take one. And then work out for five days after that. That's the rule. That's what we're sticking to. That's what I'm doing now. If you're working out, dude, if you're working out and you're under... 90 years old <laughs> no but for real if you're working out and you're under 40 years old under 30 years old you should be working out six days a week 100 percent. just you should just be trying to be a specimen dude you should just be trying to be a phys- like in the best physical shape you've ever been in all the time yeah i believe that unless you have an injury if you have an injury you have to heal yeah yeah, yeah totally. if you don't have an injury and then or i'll take a month of lifting where i just do where i don't stress myself out i literally go 50 percent for a whole month sure or, and then I'll take two weeks off. Like, there's a balance to this. But what I'm saying is the consistency has been huge for me. <coughs> but that one stretch for hips has been amazing. It helps for shoulders, too, because it does multiple groups. And shoulders specifically. I have two terrible shoulders. So if you want mobility, um, you should do no weight and do and just make sure you can move. And this is not scientific, right? Make yeah. sure you can move. Make see Find the limits of what your shoulders can do with no weight. And what I do is I do always lightweight i i almost never i picked up a 20 pound dumbbell today i was doing raises that's the most i'm gonna do for shoulders my shoulders are fun i can grow them i don't need to do big weight that's where people are going wrong that's how i fucked up my shoulders i went big on bench dude yeah yeah yeah. um i mean i can touch on this so little because i mean i don't really have much pain uh you know i haven't really had a significant um shoulder hip uh leg injury uh before you know or even just um anything significant i can touch on the only thing that i have had uh was i broke my collarbone my left collarbone i broke it in two places um so that put me out of commission for a little bit you know till i could get even just full mobility back uh which i do have i can totally move my arm just as normal as i can my right I don't even notice that I have that still, you know, because it's like my bone. When you break your collarbone, they don't actually set the bone. There's nothing that they do. They just put you in a sling and say, good luck. Uh, That's all they do. So uh, your bone, how it's broken is how it heals. It's very weird, but that's how collarbones are. Um, And uh, for a while, when I was doing it, it was um, freshman year, um, freshman year of high school. And, uh, which was when I was just like getting into lifting and getting into like, you know, extreme exercise workouts and things for football. Um, 
so that put me out of commission for a while. Uh, and then when I started to go back to uh, lifting and to, you know, uh, any type of real strenuous activity on my, like, you know, upper body area, um, there was definitely a limit to what I could do. Uh, I didn't notice a significant, quote unquote, drop in performance, if you want to call it that. You can top me off too if you want. That'd be awesome. Um, because before I broke my collarbone, I wasn't really doing even close to what I could do afterwards. I was just too young and I wasn't lifting long enough. Um, but I did notice that once I started to get stronger, there was definitely a limit to how much I could do with my upper body. So I'd be benching and, uh, high just because of your collar, you're saying just my collarbone. Yeah. Uh, and it's a weird feeling. It doesn't feel like a, a, like a sharp pain, but it's like achy. Like it feels like, um, that's my shoulders. Is how your shoulders feel? Yeah. That's my shoulders and my hip. Okay. So both shoulders and my hip. That's crazy. If I do not work out, that's what happens. See, I don't, it's when I go too far with working out Mm -hmm. when I'm not working out or anything like that. No issue well, whatsoever. I'll say this. Go ahead. I can tolerate some pain in a workout. And it might hurt for a while, but I won't really feel it. Like, I'm just going. Like, yeah. once it gets inflamed enough, like, once See, once there's enough blood, it's not hurting anymore. But, like, workout pain and, like, injury workout pain? Yes. Two totally different yeah, like, things, you I, know? I, I, compl- I completely feel now that I am recovered in the point that I'm healed. Yeah. But it's not it didn't heal. Like I almost guarantee that if they did an MRI of my shoulder that it they would say why are you how are you even using this? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And people say that and you know cuz every time somebody says that they didn't expect it. Right. And I even expect it. Because I don't think I should be doing what I'm doing. Let me explain this. I can there's been times when I've gotten out of a pool on the side of the pool and dislocated both my shoulders at the same time and popped them back in. That's crazy. Then went I've on, never dislocated a shoulder. Then went on to to single uh, dumbbell press a 50 or something. And the fact that I can dumbbell press, the fact that I, the most I've dumbbell pressed maybe is a 70, Yeah. where my shoulders were doing that, but I can dumbbell press a 70, that doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. So something's wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> something's wrong. Something's but wrong. But the fact that I don't even have pain anymore if I dislocate them. That's strange. Yeah. I mean, I can't relate to that But at people all. are double-jointed and they do that. So I'm like, maybe nothing's not that... Maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. But anyway, for shoulder mobility, lightweight. Yeah. Very, very light and high reps. Mm-hmm. And I... Listen, just do... Like I'm saying, and mobility is mobility. Okay? Yeah. I have my one stretch that I do for mobility... Before I do any workout, the only thing that I take five minutes on is shoulders. That's the only thing. And and I do my normal stretch to stretch my hip. But then I spend five minutes on shoulders, no weight, and then very low weight. And I will do fives for 30 to 40 reps. Yeah. I don't feel like – I think the other thing too is that like – I mean, I've definitely felt it. I mean, I don't really give a shit. So there's also like – I feel it for a second. I'm like, eh, who gives a fuck? Like especially if you go to like a public gym. And then you go and like you grab the low, low weight and you're like, oh man, do I look like a bitch right now? But it's like, no, you do not. Like I just started doing these tricep workouts where like I'm laying on, um, laying on a bench and I have the weights above me and I'm like, um, almost like skull, uh, skull crushers, but with dumbbells. Right. And then after I'm done doing like eight, 10 of those, I, you turn the weights to the side and then you 
do the same thing, but inwards towards your chest. Yes, I do this. You do? Okay. It's not the fact that I can't handle the weight. It's the fact that I don't have the proper technique to do it yet. Like, my, I'm not used to moving in that way. So I grab 10, 15 pounds, which is nothing. I mean, it's, it's no weight, you know? And it's on in the gym that I go to. It's on this separate little rack that has, like, the super, super low weights that are not on, like, the big, big rack. Little bitch rack. The little bitch rack. And I go over there, and I grab my little 10s or my 15s or whatever. But, like, my thing is, like, okay, whatever. You can say, okay, you're a bitch. You're taking low weight. Sure. But when I go up the higher weight, yeah. I'm going to have the form that you don't have. So, like, I think there's also a big thing with people not using the proper form. Like, if you bench press, your back, your lower of your back should never come off the, the actual bench. Ever. Your lower back should never leave the cushion. So you're saying those powerlifting guys, how their back is up, that's not good. Is that what you're saying? Different. Okay, because that's they're, different. Because I was going to say, that's lifting. okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that is literally what they do. No, but they've, you can lift like that, tra- and, it's, and, it's, and it's fine. It's good. It's fine for your back. It's, it's okay. You shouldn't do it, though. I, I, get, I, don't, I don't believe that. I, I dude. So my thing. I think just because your back is is arched doesn't mean it's bad for your back. Well, think of where you're putting your pressure point. You're putting it on your ass, and then you're putting it on your sh- your upper. But I'm back saying shoulders. if you engage the, so, all of your muscles properly, your back will not be strained in that exercise. Okay, but think of a bridge, right? So on a bridge, you have these two points that are structured to the ground, mm-hmm. and then you have this connecting that's connected to nothing, right? So what's the weakest point going to be? It's going to be the point where nothing is touching to anything rather than the things that are cemented in the ground. That's why when bridges collapse, the middle of them crashes and the two yeah, but things that stand up. If you're benching, all the weight is actually not – none of the weight's on your back. It's on your shoulder, on your shoulders. It's, it's All the weight is – think about gravity. The weights – the weight – the if you were to weigh yourself, if you were to weigh each shoulder – while you're benching, the shoulders would be would weigh the most. Where the shoulders touch the scale is where they would where it would weigh the most. Okay. Now also think of a normal back structure, right? How many times are you inverting your lower back to a curve like this in normal day life? Usually it's the opposite. You bend forward. Just sitting. Just sitting. Listen, yeah, but when, when you're, you're just sitting, sitting, your back is. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's gonna have a. It has a people natural are, curvature. Yeah, but most people are even. Nobody has good posture. No. Most people are either sitting forward or sitting back. Sure, but when you're sitting back, but too, you're right. That's not good. That's not good. Yeah, yeah. right. Good. No, normal I just posture don't. I don't think that the. Oh, I don't think like. Uh, in all circumstances, the arch back is bad. Like I've changed my opinion on it. Is what I'm saying. Okay. After listening to powerlifters. See, I think Explain powerlifting it. is different. I know that sounds crazy yeah. to what I'm just no, said. I'm saying you should you, never. Exactly. If you do it right, it's yeah. okay is what I'm saying. Right. It, it won't hurt you. I'm it actually will help you. Most people don't do don't it right. Don't do it right. That's the problem. Right. That's why nobody should deadlift. Nobody should deadlift. Ever. I couldn't agree more. But deadlift is the most useless exercise there is. Actually, this is perfect. I don't deadlift anymore because it's... I don't want to... I go hard. I just don't dis- try to destroy my body because a lot of it's destroyed already. Yeah. So I do rack pulls, which is a deadlift from about yeah. 14 inches up. You're basically just... You're like bent over about, you know, f- say 45 degrees and you just stand up to I 90. I get all the benefits from deadlifts without any of the bullshit. It's See, great. You know what people... I I'm, And this is, again, my opinion. I don't know mm. shit, right? Me either. I think... <laughs> My opinion on it is that deadlifts are actually not a quote-unquote full body exercise. It's a leg exercise. 
in the way that it's supposed to be. Because if you think about it, when you're doing a deadlift, your upper body is supposed to be completely solid. You're grabbing that weight and your back is already supposed to be on a nice, you know, pretty straight posture with, you know, with some like bend to it, some curve to it. And you're supposed to stand up. The problem that people, and this is why they get injured with deadlifts so often, is because they bend over and then they stand up this way. Rather than standing up vertical, they go from up here to up here. And you're putting all this strain on your back versus your legs. So, that and I don't do deadlifts because, and the, the reason I'm kind of saying all this is because I had this kind of happen to me where I was starting to do a lot of weight for me. I mean, I weigh, you know, 185, 190 pounds. I was doing upper 300, you know, 400 pounds on deadlift. Yep. And once you start to get to that weight, form is so fucking important. So this kind of tying back full circle, start with low weight, get your form right, use it as a stretch. I mean, you can use low, low weights as stretching, like you just said, you know, but the important thing is that your form is, is proper because you create injuries, you create problems for yourself by doing it wrong and then continuing to do that as you increase the weight. Yes. Or starting with a high weight, not knowing what you're doing. You just start off and continue to do it wrong. Yeah, that's what most people do. They start wrong. Right. Yeah, and and, and it's not your back. People aren't ruining their backs from deadlifts because their legs aren't strong enough. Right. It's because their upper body isn't strong enough. It is a full body exercise because think about farmer's carries, right? Sure. A farmer's carry, you can carry two 50-pound dumbbells, I bet, for a lap around the track or something like that at, yeah. you know at most and I'm not under no, yeah, estimating yeah. what you can do it's yep. just hard yes it is so hard. imagine lifting 350 pounds for, for about 8 seconds sure that's what what farmers carries what muscle is that what are you what are you training farmers carries mm-hmm. if you're carrying a weight and walking with it what are you training uh, I'm I'm gonna say, I mean again I don't know uh, but I'm gonna say if you are to guess that's your middle of your back to your upper back and your shoulders and forearms. And traps. Oh, and traps too. Yeah, that's true. So a deadlift is your middle to your upper back, your shoulders, your forearms, your traps, and your legs. Mm-hmm. It's because you're doing a farmer's carry for eight seconds. Yeah. It's the same exact exercise. It's just your hands are pronated instead of supinated. Yeah. Basically. Or the other way around because I might be getting them mixed up. But essentially is what I'm saying. A deadlift is a 100% full body exercise. No doubt about it. It's... Your traps. What, I have opinions, right? What exactly? No, it's part. It's great. What what the what do people pull the most when they're deadlifting? Besides their legs, is their biceps. Yeah. Because everything they're is so, working right now. Yeah, they're now. so hyperextended. Your traps. If your traps are underdeveloped, then it's all gonna go to your biceps, and you pull a bicep. Yeah. If your if your biceps are underdeveloped, then it's all gonna go to your traps, which is okay because your traps can support a lot, but not for long. So it's like this is every single muscle in this equation is different, and I spent so much time thinking about this because <laughs> I've, I I want to do deadlifts. That's what I dream about. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, but I'm so <laughs> like I used to be really obsessed. Now I'm really into fitness for for the consistency and the mental aspects, and yeah. I love being cut and stuff like that and yeah. looking good. Yeah. But like I used to be really in it for like bodybuilding and shit like that. Sure, I wasn't a fucking bodybuilder, but I loved it. Like, and that. you're never gonna be kid, and I'm never gonna fucking be nothing Not with your life. Nothing, yeah. Um, I actually have a really good question for you Um, uh, on the same topic here. Um, When you're doing an exercise, whatever that exercise is, but it works multiple muscles, 
are you able to kind of focus in on one specific muscle versus the other? Like when you're doing it, like do you ever realize like, say you're doing fucking lat pull downs, right? Do you ever get to like, do you feel like, oh, I'm definitely working more biceps right now. And then you can kind of switch it off to working more back. Like, do you ever feel that way? Or is that like just me kind of thing? I will use pull-ups as the example because I do them every day. Okay. And uh, they're my best compound movement for upper body. Okay. Um, and um, yes, I use them specifically. I use, so when I, I, I do pull-ups every day, I do one set of 25 reps every morning. Mm-hmm. I do uh, towel pull-ups. So I, I do pull-ups with a towel mm-hmm. and that's to increase grip strength. It's 25 reps, but 25 reps, 300, 25 reps, 290 days a year is, yeah. is I'm going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I probably could do maybe two. Yeah, I do like I could do like thirty. I've never done five or thirty. I mean, I do, like I can that. do probably like 10, 15 pull ups. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm, oh, I could but, do three towel pull ups when I started. I can do twenty five now. I was to say I could probably yeah. do. I'm going to say one, maybe two yeah. towel pull ups. Yeah, but it, I'm working it, on yeah. developing that. Type that was of, from that Sean episode. Actually. I remember. Yeah, great I still do it today. I was. Um, I've been doing um, with the like there's like a rope thing on the on the weight. I knew like I'm literally like up here and I pull it to myself. So Facebook. Baseball, yeah. Yep. So, like, Facebook's I feel great. like you're building kind of a similar, like, again, thinking of form. Baseball I use of, for, for upper delt. Yeah, baseball I use for upper delts. But yeah. but to, to the pull-ups example, um, when I say I have a, so I train biceps and triceps together. Yeah. I'm focusing them a lot on, I'm focusing on them a lot right right now. So I train them rested um, every week. So I always train them after an off day. Mm-hmm. And so I go really hard. Like, I try to do at least 10, 15 sets. Um, or exercise, I, I might do, you know, eight to 12 exercises, something like that. Um, and say I do a biceps and tricep day when I do, I will use pull-ups as my burnout, as my last exercise. So I can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, because I know I'm so taxed that it's, it's, it's going to ha- the other muscles are going to engage no matter what, cause I'm so taxed, mm. but I will do bicep specific pull-ups and I will do pull-ups like a curl. The, one of the best exercises you can do for biceps is pull-ups. Yeah. If you do them, uh, with your palms facing you. Right. And so that's what I do. So I can 100% do a pull-up with my palms facing me close grip and do a bicep exercise. And then I can do palms uh, not facing me. Um, wide grip and do a back exercise sure. and I can completely tailor that for the most part to that specific body part my my question specific is literally say you're doing um, I think lat pull down is a good example okay I don't do them that's why it's like for me I, no I can I, I've done them for but you know years. you know them for you years. know what I'm yeah, talking about I've done them for years right yeah. so lat pull down the the two big muscles that you're working are your biceps and I don't know what the big muscle in your back is but your your upper, lats your upper back well right. it's for lats yeah okay right so should just be lats really yeah what, but it, is, it does it does work your biceps too yeah you, like you can to. get a because you you're doing a, a curl yeah right but you're doing it differently but yeah. you're still activating that muscle mm-hmm. I'm saying that when I'm doing them if I like focus my energy to a different part of my body I can work more of my back by doing them versus yes. doing more of my biceps. 100% you get to choose. Okay. Okay. So I'm not like... If you have my muscle connection, you get to choose. Yeah. I don't have it for my shoulders is the only thing I, I don't have it for really. I, yeah. My muscle... My shoulder muscles are fucking junk. They'd, like if you just watch I've actually podcast, been working on I bet these, my fucking chest be like just doing its thing, dude. It's just weird. Like yeah. it just... Because you just build it up or whatever. But... um Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, if I couldn't, if I didn't, I I am just now, dude. I don't even work I, for my last 
three workouts, I've not used music or anything because nobody's home. And I work out with complete silence, dude. And I do these workouts. They are so intense. But you're by yourself. I'm by myself. Yeah. There's nobody dude, around. I left my earbuds home one day. Oh, no. I do the same thing when at the gym. When I went to the gym? gym? No difference for me. Fuck that. Dude, I went to the gym and uh, all I heard was, oh, mm, oh. I was like, I don't hear I, it. I don't. Hear I literally it. like was like, I'm leaving the room. I'm gonna go do something different. I just else. don't hear it. Like it's I don't horrible. Pay attention. No, I, I don't know why. I need, mu- dude, I need tra- some type of music going. Think about me. You know how focused I am on me. Yeah, I know. I'm so focused on me, dude. Yeah, it's all right, all it's right, not, all right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking. This is how I am, dude. This is pros and cons. Yeah, let's do this thing. <laughs> yeah, we're um, gonna, let's answer. Well, well, let's get before we get so fucking diverted off of this. Let's go back to the video. Let's finish this out. Answer his last part of just it. Just chest, I think. Right. Or? I don't remember. Oh. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. So, um, I will answer part of the shaking thing. Yeah, can you? Because I... Yeah. Uh, no, is, is I can't. Cut? Does this need to be cut? No, it's cut. Oh, perfect. Yeah, you're good. Um, do I have the lighter? Uh, no, I do. Oh, perfect. Thank you, sir. Um, so, this is something that I used to have uh, really bad when I first started to lift. Um when I had like, you know, really no strength, no, um, real muscle, quote unquote, um, I would shake like fucking crazy. Like I would be doing bench press and be like, um, so I relate to that from then, but now I also realize that I'm running into the same thing that I am, I'm still, I still have that. Uh, and I think it's because for me personally, I had a pretty big lapse in time from when I was working out all the time, super hard, super aggressive to not working out pretty much at all. And then, you know, recently call it the past year or so getting back into it, um, aggressively, not as aggressive as I used to be, but it's trying to get more fit, you know? Um, and I still feel like I haven't developed the muscle enough to not have the shake part of it. Um, okay. So I think that part of it is maybe that you're doing too much weight is part of it um, because you're literally getting shakes from struggling a little bit. I mean, you might be able to do the weight. Like I'll do, you know, throw a 45 on each side uh, on a bench. I can do 15 reps, you know, yep. pretty easily. But I will definitely have a little bit of shake going. It's not that I can't do it. It's just that I've got some shake, you know, I think maybe taking a step back and I need to do it myself, which is why I'm, I wanted to answer part of this. Cause I feel like I need to Perfect. take my own advice a little bit here is to actually drop down, build more of that actual strength so that, you know, if you go down to a 25 on each side, really go, go a higher rep, go something, get more of that actual muscle starting to build up that sh- strength. I'm calling it. I don't know how to define it really, but calling it strength. Um, and then progressing back up to where you actually are now. I think, but I don't, again, I don't really know shit, so. No, I appreciate your uh, own experience, having your own experience with this in there. Yeah, and um, that's also just me being honest. Yeah, too, no, no, know, no, no, this is great, because I don't have it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll say this, I've never taken more than three weeks off in eight years, so I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know what it's like to take time off, yeah. and I don't know what happens to your muscles when you take time off. Uh, not good. I, I don't know, not good. Uh, this, is why I don't, this is why I don't take time off. Yeah. Um, I try to always be in the best shape. It doesn't always happen, but I try to always. But anyway, um, my thing with this is, first of all, muscles shake naturally as well. On top of you, when you're lifting them, they just also shake. 
Yeah. Um, but that's just something that happens. Everything's always moving all the time. So. Yeah, and they just vibrate and they shake and they do weird shit. Um, and that's happened to me all throughout lifting. Um, but I don't bench anymore. So oh, I don't. don't. Th- I I don't think it's a good exercise. I think it's like deadlift. I think you. I, I listen. I think. I'm almost, I think almost if you fucking don't arch your back, you're probably doing yourself a disservice. It's like I, my mindset has shifted on all this shit, but benching did not do well for my shoulders. And I can single dumbbell press like no problem. Yeah. I could bench and be completely fine. I just don't do it anymore. I just don't see it. I don't, it doesn't benefit. I don't need it. I have enough chest exercises that I'm good and I have enough tricep exercises that I'm good. I just don't yeah. need to bench. Yeah, I that makes know, sense. Like the way that I'm building my body, I don't need bench. I just enjoy it. To yeah. be honest with you, I enjoy doing bench I, press. If I started doing it again, I do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But to the shaking, I don't know. I think it's what you said. If my gut reaction to this is because I don't experience it myself, but my gut reaction to this and a Sean or a Jack or somebody like this, yeah, could way really, more <laughs> could really jump in on this. And, way better to answer this yeah, type of yeah, question than us. Who, who, these people who study this fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> You're like, I worked out for a few years. I'm like, I fucking do some curls in my basement. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, no, but I think um, I, I I would just agree with what you said. I, I think that it is starting lower. Um, there's something called a slingshot that you can buy that is essentially a sleeve, but for your both of your arms. And it pushes against your chest as you bench. Oh, that's cool. And it helps you bench, and it helps you do more weight. It helps you do it more efficiently and in, with better form. Yeah. So check out the slingshots by Mark Bell. Yeah. Um, if you follow Mark Bell or Chris Bell, Mark Bell especially, probably on YouTube for the real advice and Instagram for the highlights, if you want to learn how to bench, just go to Mark Bell. Yeah. All I have to say. He's one of the best. He's the best in the world. There's no... Him and and the and the powerlifting guys, Ed Cohen. I mean, there's a few powerlifting guys that I, I will really take a lot of game from. Yeah. Um. But Mark Bell in the modern time here, um, he's one of your best for benching. He invented the slingshot. Um. Mm-hmm. Super training gym. I mean, super famous gym, very famous. And uh, so I, I go to him for all my any anything uh any exercise that's involved in powerlifting or bodybuilding. I just follow his advice. Mm-hmm. Him and Ryan Humiston. So both people, Mark Bell, Ryan Humiston. Anything you need. In terms of from mobility to mobility and bodybuilding to exercises, um, timing, reps, sets, uh, you know, breaks. I mean, the whole entire thing, f- full workouts. Those two guys is my go-to. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the actual thing that's happening, which is the shaking, yeah, I would drop weight and see what happens. I would yeah. drop weight and do that consistently yeah. and do what you did before. Do what we all do, which is build up another five, another five, another five, right? right. And go through that. If that doesn't change at all. Or two and a half. Or two like, and let's ha- be real. I two mean, ideally, half? if I had that, like if I had those intervals, that's why I'm like, dude, I wish I had a 12 and a half dumbbell. I wish I had a seven and a half dumbbell. I just want to go through it all. I wish I had an eight. I wish I had it every half pound. I, I, <laughs> I would do it. I really would use them. Yeah, right. Know? So... Yeah, um, I no, I I think you're totally right. Um, no, I think I think going down, going down, going back, like, and it's, again from football, it's kind of engraved. It's stabilizer in my head. muscles, really, is what it is. It's it's, it's stabilizer, right? It's stabilizer muscles, but and and if you do going back to form, yeah. that's that's what has been engraved form in my head. Form and auxiliary, dude. Form and auxiliary. There's so many muscles that don't get worked, and. Uh, there's so many muscles that don't get worked, and, and how can you, you know, it's tough. I, I don't do all the little tiny ones. Every I don't do every one of them. I do a lot of them, but, yeah. you know, it's tough, man. And then you you have gaps, and it's a whole freaking thing, man. And uh, But, yeah, that's our fucking bullshit answer to this fucking question. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we got you, Danny boy. Exactly. Again, you asked the wrong fucking people. 
You ask people but, who talk shit, <laughs> not experts. <laughs> That's how you do. But anyway, should I touch on Young Benny's question? The traps work. <laughs> <laughs> no, Benny, you didn't. I don't want to talk about working out ever again. Yeah, dude. Uh, Benny, I love you, brother. Submit a video next time. We'll have you on. Yeah, Benny. I mean, we've had him on fucking twice on the podcast, just so people know. You should amazing, incredible episodes. Yeah, really. Good. Fucking love him, dude. What a great. Some of these artists, man, they're just so much fun to talk to, man. They are. Ice made it. Just came out. Yeah. Amazing conversation. Really Tunes. Incredible. Yep. Insane conversation. Yep. I mean, just the level of of that these people are. Because I think what it is too is people realize like, I don't know. The podcast has a little bit of a profile now. Like mm-hmm. I've noticed people talk to me about it differently. They're like, yeah. They, you know, people have always said, uh, you know, I like the pod. First it was I like the podcast. Then it was oh, you're I like your videos. And now it's. Oh, the podcast is like really taken off. That's what people will say to me. Okay. And I mean, I guess it's not really like skyrocketing or anything, but that's not the point. That's not why I do it, you know? Yeah, but right. It's weird to it's weird to do this and then see the perception change of the thing that you've been doing the whole time. You know? Yeah, that's cool. And you definitely see it. You see it. I don't really see it because I'm just kind of like in the background, <laughs> you know? And, like, obviously they're going to come to you with any, like, type of, like, real substance. You well, know, like you know, conversation this is Bobcast. I mean, the thing is, though, you're an integral part of this now. You know, you're an integral part of the Bobcast brand, and yeah. everybody in the videos addressed you as well. It's like... Yeah, it's true. This is... this. I'm always surprised. I'm like, I just push the buttons, you know? Yeah, but you're involved in this. Yeah. And you're involved in... No, no, nothing happens without the back end, dude. You know I'm not editing these fucking videos. That's true. And just if me people, either. If people want the inside scoop here, that's I mean part part of the reason why Tret's here is so he can. It really was first to pull stuff up. I didn't realize you could even do this with the scene switcher. So first it was just to pull stuff up because I thought Joe Rogan style was great. Right. That's the whole reason this podcast exists because of Joe Rogan. Yeah. I mean I think it's obvious, but no. <laughs> no way, <laughs> Joe Rogan. It couldn't be. For anybody that didn't fucking know, that's the inspiration. No, but I'm inspired yeah. by a lot of other people. Like, yeah. you can look, ah, uh, well, fucking Joe, what is this guy trying to be, Joe Rogan? It's like, no, I'm really not. Like, I, I'm inspired by a lot of other interviewers. and, and Yeah, and, but, like, you can watch Joe Rogan, and you can, like, it's, it's the same not thing, this. The same this fucking is thing di- with music. It's this like, is different than that, It's too. like, you can this pull influences from all the different types of artists, you know, in genre, out of genre, whatever, like, and you'd be like, oh, this guy sounds just like this guy. It's like, no. They may not even been an influence of yours. Yeah. Like you'd be like, like I guarantee you, somebody can come to you and be like, "Oh, dude, you sound just like the fucking, you know, Leaf podcast that I like." And we're like, "Who? What? You know, like yeah. you've never even heard of it." But I mean, okay, whatever. You know why? Because we, because me and that podcast had the same influences, probably. You know, it's probably, like, right? Yeah, dude. No, it's uh, uh, nothing's original, man. Nothing's original. All art is copying. Yeah. For the all art is a percentage. Of, think about it. Nothing is original ever because we all are influenced by our influences. And even if we didn't have an influence, that was an influence. Yeah. So it's like we're all ultimately just influenced and that's how we're living our lives. Right. So we're taking everything from everybody else anyway. Sure. Whether you want to admit it or not. Whether you yeah, know it or not. I, I agree, but I also kind of disagree because I do think that there is – that you. I don't think that you just take influence and repeat it out into this mushed, condensed form of all the influences that you've had. I think that you take influence, you use it to a certain degree, or you can. I mean, obviously you cannot too and just live off of influence, which I don't 
think is what I don't think most people do that. I think they take influence. They have their identity, their person, whoever they are, and they turn it and combine it into a way that is them. But they learn how to do it from their influences. So it's not that the fact that they are literally like copying their influence or trying to be their influence or anything like that. I think it's taking it in, mushing it with who that person is, and then spewing out how to do it because you watched this person and you saw how they did it. You know, it's like if you want to fucking act, you know, go watch. Who's your, you know, you have a favorite actor? Jeff Bridges, yeah. Jeff Bridges? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you wanted to learn how to act, you don't need much. <laughs> you could go watch Jeff Bridges and say, oh, look at how he he did this. That's interesting. I can I can take something from that, but I'm not going to do it the same exact way. You're going to do it how Sully does. You, you know, so, can't. No, you can't. I mean, no, no. You know, the you, other side of this is that there's an extent to which you can be influenced, and there's an extent to which you can emulate that. Right. And that's so. Yes, we are a culmination of many influences. Yeah. True. Yeah. Maybe not the amalgamation theory. I believe in your theory. I think it's a 30-70 or 60-40. I think it's a 60 influence, 40% your own personality, and then you... you Okay, so I think um, mm. you fit the influences into your personality. Yes. And you put cherry-pick. You should be cherry-picking 100%. It's like advice. It's like you shouldn't take all the advice. Yeah. You should just take specific advice. Right. That's all. You should take only advice on problems you're trying to solve right now, right? Mm. So you should only take influences on things you're trying to emulate right now. You know, and that's where bad influences come in. It's like you're not trying to emulate them. You do, yeah, because you find yourself in a position where th- what they're using and they're doing is working for them because of their pain that they have. You know, and then that's a negative influence. You know, so it's like it's influences like solving problems, kind of. That's yeah. kind of how it goes because you're doing it for a function, whether it's conscious or unconscious. I think it's mostly unconscious. To be honest I think I, I, I think like you're probably right. Mostly unconscious. Yeah, but like, that's where the amalgamation comes in. I'm saying yeah. that you can be the amalgamation of all of your influences and then not know it, not know which ones are where. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Damn, it's been flowing, dude. Yeah, we've had a lot. We, I mean, you said it from the beginning. We had a lot to talk about, dude. A lot, man. And we did. We yeah. talked about a lot. This has been a lot of fun, dude. I like it this way. Me too. Yeah. Just get a little videos, get a little conversation going. Yeah. But I say, do you want to go until we finish the cigars? I'd this say, bullshit? I, that's what I was saying. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, we got or to we can just finish these. call now and fuck around, whatever we want to do. Audience, what do you think we should do? <laughs> Vote now. Vote now. <laughs> should fucking end it, guys. This is it. This is yeah, the end. It's like, Motherfuck. you guys have been talking for two hours. Shut the fuck Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Jesus. Who's no, we, we 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 did uh we did hit hit everything though, and um, there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on in the world right now, and it's tough. And there's a fucking I don't know. I'm just it's I don't know what's happening. I don't pay attention to shit. I just do my th- job, and the fucking that's it. Like I just I I just do my podcast. I serve my clients. I try to grow my business, and I just stay in my own fucking lane. So yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on in the news and things like that. So that's why when we have good pertinent questions and topics, I can get into stuff, and because I don't know what's going on. So yeah, then I, I can have learn to go some formulate shit. opinions on things. I, opinions on things that I know nothing about. I know nothing about, which is <laughs> called podcasting. Yeah. This is just talking shit on <laughs> camera. Boom. Yeah, but it's like, you don't really realize the intricacies of it, though. It's like, 
you know, what you're doing yourself producing it, which is very difficult to do. And then you're trying to monitor, you're trying to think like, is this good content while you're in the content, you know, and we produce ourselves and, you know, so it's like, there's, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. And, yeah. um, it's very fun to do. And, but, but I'm very, it's my comfortability level is so at such a great place now. Yeah. Whereas before I just didn't have that, you know, now yeah. I, I just off reps really. Yeah, I was going to say what changed. Yeah, reps, just reps. reps and confidence. I mean, like, the thing is, like, I just know what level of... I, I've I've seen... I've interviewed people. <sighs> beautiful. Had to. I've interviewed people and then had... I've co-interviewed. Yeah. And the level, like, not to pump myself up, but I just... I've done this a lot. Like, the, my level of questions is just in a different... Like, the way I just present information and then ask a question yeah, is, true. is so... I, I can tell my progress from, from co-interviewing with somebody who has no experience. So I kind of have to look at it like that's really why to answer the question. Yeah. Um, because I have just – I just have reps. Like I've seen it all. Like I've, I've seen in four years all you can see of yeah. interviewing. Yeah, and yeah. I've interviewed on four different podcasts. Yeah. You know, five. Four see, that's why I like – I'm like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, You're I'm, good. You went right in. But I didn't. Have, I, I didn't know. like push you or anything like that. No, or like, be no. Like, you have to do this. I didn't do that at all. Not zero. Dude, people I think just, that you're like part of this business and like how you're like integrating. I'm like, really? Oh yeah, dude. People are like, yeah, you could just have Tret do that or something. I'm like, well, no, no, that's not how this works. Like, <laughs> this is like Tret, like on his own accord, does this independently of anything else. Yeah. You know, independently of the podcast. Like, this is just the thing that you like to do. Yeah. Like really, ultimately, because yeah. if you didn't like to do it, you wouldn't do. I it. wouldn't be here. You right? would not be here, <laughs> and neither would I. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, I actually, I just, I really just enjoy, I think it's part for me is like, I enjoy, um, enjoy meeting new people and like, I like hearing about different people's experiences, you know, which I think is why I like podcasts so much is because you get to like, you get like an hour or two hours or snippet into like this person, you know, it's very personable. Yeah. It's very intimate in a way you know it's like you get to like really kind of tap into you know that person or something that they want to talk about like you know and I like to talk to people I like to meet people I like to hear new things I like to learn things it's like what better fucking way than to just be a part of a podcast it's true and I never thought of it that way until I started doing this with you like at first I was just like oh Sully needs some help I'm gonna help him out (laughs) you know and then it just ended up into being like oh so did your did your perspective of what podcasting really is from the creation side? Did this did doing this open up your mind to anything in that department, or what? What are you really saying was the change? Yeah, um, for me, the change was I never thought about really what went behind the scenes. I never even gave it a second thought, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like I never thought about. Uh, the production side of it. I never thought about set design side of it. Like, I never thought about, like, what's really happening behind the scenes, the things that you're not really seeing. You know, when something gets pulled up on on the screen, you're like, oh, that's, you know, of course, why would they not have it, you know? Like, duh, you know? You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, exactly. I just just didn't know, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And then once I started actually, like, doing it, and then I'm watching these other podcasts, and I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. There it is. Like once when you want 
to direct or produce movies, you watch movies and go, well, they cut that in. Yeah. Oh, that scene didn't flood. That was a weird transition between those scenes. Oh, there's a camera. Mm-hmm. Oh, or whatever, right? So yeah. when you know, you can't unknow. Oh, and yeah. you under- now you start to analyze, whereas before you just enter- were entertained. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, that's for me too. Dude, it's the same thing for me. Like now I'm so, like I see everything. Yeah. Like I'm judging everything. And I, I not all the time, dude. I sit and watch Joe Rogan and I'm just living life. But like, yeah. I look at it as research too. Like I really do. Like any podcast, and I'm obsessed with podcasts. That's why this is so perfect for me. Everything, like my life is designed for me. Yeah. It's fucking great. So I have a question for you. When you, uh, talking about Joe Rogan, right? Do you watch every Joe Rogan episode that comes out? I Mostly. Like, say you've, like, do you watch, like, oh, hey, Rogan just posted a new episode, I'm gonna watch it. Oh, I'd say less, less than I did in the past, but over 50% still now, I would say. Yeah. Okay. 70, 75%. See, I'll, I'll 50 only, to 70. I'll only watch Rogan if the guest that he has on is somebody that I, I know or I like. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, I'm less to do that, I'm less, I'm less to, less inclined to watch his guests that I don't know. Yeah. Because I know so many of them now. Um, but I still do it because I know there's value in it. Yeah. Um, and I also know that I can get an hour into a Joe Rogan conversation and then start to like it. Yeah. And I, that's kind of the way I consume stuff now. Like I will, what I, my typical routine now is I throw on a Joe Rogan, then I get a little bored. So then I go to YouTube and I rip some Andrew Schultz or something a little bit more exciting, maybe mm-hmm. a Tim Dillon. Mm-hmm. And then to end it off, I'll watch like an hour of Rogan. Like if I'm taking say two okay. hours, at you the watch end it of the in day, segments. Then I'm watching. Oh, dude, yes. I mean, it's if it's somebody. Let me think of one that I watched all the way through. That was um, oh, um, one of the Save Our Parks. Like with Ari, it's him, Ari Shafir, Shane Gillis, and Mark Normand. Okay, and that one, I one of those I watched all the way through, three and a half hours. Yeah. You know, and that's rare for me, very rare. But before, I'm talking 2016 to 2018, I watched every single one, almost every single one, as it was streaming live. Oof. In my class, at, or, or yeah. in my car, sitting All at community college, I would just put it up on my phone, on YouTube, in my that's car. Crazy. Yeah, and, and I would love, to, like, I remember... Um, I remember watching these episodes just in my car and I, I just I was so obsessed dude I just loved it like yeah. I just that's all I wanted to watch yep. and listen to um, and so yeah dude it changed the game but that's like part of the reason I think I'm a little bit naturally inclined to just talk to people mm-hmm. but I also did have to develop I didn't realize it was a skill and an art and all that stuff yeah. so then I had to kind of develop that I didn't I almost didn't realize what it could be Yeah. because I go oh shit I'm like kind of good at this like if I just lean into it and get a little bit better and, and then think about it dude it's like do you think I want to post 900 fucking... Dude, it's like... Ah, fuck. Then I got to learn clips. And it's like, I just want to do this. I love doing this. And then I got to learn clips. But then I'm sitting down and doing a clip and feeling the same flow as if I'm making a song. And now oh, I'm like getting into it. Yeah, same thing as I would almost if I'm on a podcast. Now I'm in a flow and I'm in this clip and I'm like, no, this sounds perfect. And like, okay, this is when the beat's going to drop. So it's going to go... You know, that's when that's going to capture their attention. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. So I have to find a way to get into all the aspects, you know, yeah. but really what drew me in was like just the fact of talking to people because I just love, I just kind of just sat down. Yeah. See, did. that's, that's, that is my at the core of it and still probably at the, you know, forefront of why I, I really enjoy doing this. Also, why I really enjoy um, doing my job is that like 
I like to talk to people, <laughs> you know, I like to talk to people and then like if I can make money doing it, that's pretty cool. And like it ties like talking, pe- talking to people, whether you people like, I hate, I hate people, you know, whatever. So, okay. Yeah. Everybody hates people. Like, let's be real. I hate shitty people. I love great people. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I love but, you know, you know, the, you know, the saying, they... like, I hate people. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, I say, okay, it. I say it too, and I love everybody. I know, me too. Um, but like, there's there's ways to like like uh, when I first started to like really like talk to people was I was working at the gas station, so I would like talk to people that were like there, which like was very uncommon with like gas station people that are pumping your gas. It's like they just pump your gas, they walk away, they're doing this or whatever. Like I'd be there like talking to people like, hey, what you know, where are you going? What are you doing? What's up? You know, how are you? Like, and then, you know, you start to see like regular people, or whatever. Then I got into the sales side of it, which was when I was working at Ford. So I would have to like start talking to people about, hey, you have to do this to your car and here's what we need to do and here's how we do it. And, you know, can we start with this? And then I got kind of more like, more professional in a way with it of how to talk to people and then with this fucking job that I'm in now it's like times a thousand with talking to people sales you know how like psychology of sales becomes how you talk to people in general and stuff like that and so like when I look it's so weird now I look at when I talk to people I really can't like turn it off but I look at it as always like sales so like I'm always like thinking about sales while talking to people which is kind of fucked up I guess in a way but I'm not pushing that on anybody like I'm sure you know you and I have had how many different types of conversations that I'm never like selling you even on when something. I'm selling I'm not really selling you know it's like yeah right yeah yeah true yeah man um no it's infiltrated my mind as well um but do you know why we're both sitting here right now why because that was our both our first jobs on our first real job was both pumping gas and talking to people and I credit that to so much. Yeah. 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 So it's funny because I never realized that we both had that job. Right. And it like literally put me on this trajectory yeah. that I'm on, you know, now, which is like, I mean, if you ask me about half the shit I know about when I was pumping gas, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. No. I may have been like, yeah, dude, I know what you're talking about. I understand. Dude, it. Really? But I really didn't know, you know? It's like now I'm like actually like living it and seeing it and like, it's becoming a part of my life where like before it was just like, this is my job, you know, it's different. Yeah. It's different when you're actually living it versus just doing it. In a way, everything, the only thing that matters with what you're saying, when you're saying something, the only thing that matters is how you're saying it. How, how yeah. you say it. And that's what sales brings to you. It makes you so, and, and I did, I just did an audit of somebody's podcast and I don't even sell this as a service. I just sold it to, you know, she, asked me how much I would do for an audit and I told her and then you know it was a hundred bucks for anybody who wants to know and I'm uh, I will always tell you about the numbers if you want to know about numbers let me know um, but yeah so I sold her the service and I was like you know the way that she talks to people like she just had a essence of talking to people it's like some people just have that mm-hmm. and then once you put the sales side sales skills and those talking skills on top of it yeah you're in a you're this is another game dude yep and you start to think about how you describe things and and she had a lot of a few people on her podcast that didn't know how to talk about 
their own story. Mm. And this happens all the time on sure. this podcast. You yeah. Know? I'm having a lot of people on who've never told their story before. Right. So you don't know. you. It's hard to keep the audience's perspective while you're trying to keep your own in the conversation. Yeah. And that's where the sales, the self-awareness, because think about it, in sales, you're judging their reaction while you're formulating yours. It's a multitasking situation. Yeah, and it's happening instantaneously. It's happening instantaneously in the moment. And that's what you're doing when you're podcasting, man. I'm trying to see yeah. what these people are going to, where they're going to go, what they're going to do next. That's what you're doing behind the scenes to try to switch the scene to the right person. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's so much this. Listen, we could go off on a fucking hour about just about this side of it. But I know. I, I know. love it, dude. Well, that's a great way to wrap it up, man. Yeah. Um, this has been fantastic. This has been a great shit show. Thank you for everybody tuning in and watching. Yes. Um, I had a lot of fun on this one, man. This Me great. too, dude. It was fun. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Let's continue to do it. Bring the wig back. Bring the wig back. Keep Hashtag sending your bring videos. bring the wig back. Bring it back, baby. So, <laughs> Trent, anything else? No, I'm good. I'm good. Sweet. Thank you. Uh... Thank you for everybody listening and yes. uh, and the video submissions, which are awesome. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, so cool. Need to keep uh, those coming, guys. I want to do more. Like, I feel like I'm like, oh, like this was like super like interactive and fun. Yes. So, Chris yeah. Miller, Luke Miller, Alex Compta, Dan Gallagher. Thank you guys all for doing this today. Really appreciate you submitting all of your videos to the podcast. And uh, you could always submit your videos. You don't have to send them anywhere other than my direct message. So that could be Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, it doesn't matter. Email, wherever you can find me. Um, if you have the podcast, you probably know where to find me. Um, all the links are in the description or show notes as well. And before we wrap it up, I say it every time. We'll say it again here. And uh, we're on all the platforms, all the podcast platforms, even the ones nobody uses. Trap, thank you for doing this today. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Now that is a bottle.